So, guys, I just wanted to create a really quick podcast, letting everybody know that I've just jumped into the MacArthur region. So, Amiga Digital has, has had a presence now for the last six months. And so, I'm creating this podcast because I want to reach out to all the businesses in the region, uh, talk about exactly what I've sort of found um, while being here. It's only been a short time. Um, it's a great little place to be. Um, it's a very family orientated region. Uh, people understand the value of loyalty out here. They really um, sort of uh, make that front and center um, of their business dealings. Obviously, businesses that they know and can trust are always more important than just sort of jumping ship and going with someone else. I love the loyalty factor. I think it um, plays right into the hands of Amiga Digital in terms of sharing the same value. So ultimately, what I found so far is it's been a bit tricky to discuss the value of of digital marketing. I think businesses are starting to realise in the region how important it is. Everyone understands that, you know, they have to be on Google. But the way that I talk about it with with potential leads, uh, when when they start telling me about what business they do, you know, so you might have people that install solar, people that are builders, uh, real estate agents, lawyers. What I like to discuss with them when they're talking to me about the business that they're, that they're in is talk about how that actually plays in the real digital world. So informing them that when you, when you do have a business, yes, ranking on Google for your key services and products is definitely something that I agree with and it's not something that we're going to shy away from. But when you start talking to them about storytelling, about getting your business out there, about producing so much content around on social media, on on Google, uh, for Google, on the blog and whatnot, there's like this sort of hesitation that... Here's a result from the web. Thanks, Google. I appreciate that. Um, so, you know, generally, you know, they understand the importance of it. Um, but really getting behind them and saying, look, this is really how you need to be doing digital now. I think when they realise how much work is involved, some of the budgets and things like that, it does sort of blow them away. Now, I definitely believe that this region has many businesses that can afford uh, our sort of services. Um, I don't think that's the problem. I think a lot of the time they sort of know they need to be doing it, but they haven't really understood the true value of digital marketing from the point of view of what it actually means in 2020. We all search for things on Google. We all know that. But not just ranking for services or products or keywords or even you know running ads on social media, but it's about engagement. It's about connecting with the audience. And when I discuss with uh, ideas and strategies with you know a massive law firm in the region, they, they understand that, you know, we need to start producing. We need to have a podcast. We need to start, you know, talking about stories and experiences that we've had as a, as a company to engage with the market, to, you know, tell very interesting stories. So we position our content strategy, which is extremely important in digital. Content is what runs the entire digital marketing landscape. Without content, it's like, no, it's like money in an economy. You take the money away, there's no economy. You take away content then there's no digital marketing so understanding that that telling interesting stories is the should be the front and center strategy of your business there's a little bit of um reluctance and and it makes sense they can see how it makes sense but it's a very long-term strategy 
what what I find, I think not just in this region, but when it comes to search engine optimization, when it comes to ranking on Google for their key products and services, what I've what I've found sort of uh, difficult and tricky to convey is yes, you can rank first, but what Google's actually bringing out, or well, they have been bring they have brought it out, it, they've just got to develop it, is a part of their algorithm called RankBrain. And so what does rank brain actually mean? It means that Google's actually sophisticated enough. So when someone clicks, let's say you rank uh, first for solar panels, MacArthur, you rank first. But if someone's ranking third and more clicks are going on to your third place competitor and they, they're coming onto their website, they're browsing more pages, they're staying longer, they're filling out the inquiry form more often, Google starts picking up, okay, people want this site more than they want what's ranking number one, then they're just manually going to drop it. And that's sort of the machine learning aspect to their algorithm that they want to evolve. So user experience is a huge part of getting the most out of your content marketing strategy. When I was working with a jeweler uh, for about a decade, where we sort of got up to before we sort of departed ways was we need to start bringing our customers into our narrative. They're not just, oh, they click on engagement rings, they get an engagement ring, and bang, it's over. Rather, it's a bit more than that. It's going to be a journey that they can share with their experiences. So it's not the fact that we just sell engagement rings or wedding rings or any piece of diamond jewelry. It's what the experiences that we're going to create with our products. People... Anyone can create, anyone, any decent jeweler in Australia can create an engagement ring. What, and a, and a pretty decent engagement ring, because at the end of the day, it's all, it's material that they can source from somewhere and a pretty skilled jeweler can sort of do whatever you want, only limited by imagination and creativity. Uh, workmanship and it is definitely, look, I'm all for telling that story, but I think what, what, it's going to resonate in 2020 and beyond is the experiences that you're going to have with businesses before you've actually even dealt with them. I think the biggest problem right now with SEO is, is it's very hard to convey that message through just a conventional content strategy, you know, coming up with ideas like, you know, what is the most important, uh, what is the, what is the most important piece of jewelry you can wear after you've been married for 10 years? Okay, the answer is probably an eternity ring, right? But the point is, people get going, or, or people want to know how, how do I clean my diamond ring? All that is great for user experience, and it's actually a big part of my client strategies. But going a little bit deeper than that, I think you know, ultimately, where it becomes really valuable is how do I have an experience with this business before I've actually even dealt with them? And I think that is the key component of of marketing and storytelling. And I think one of the problems. That many I found many businesses in this in this region they know SEO is important but they see it as more and this is probably across the board actually it's not just this region but people think that SEO is a sales tool not a marketing tool and the difference is massive the difference between hiring an SEO and hiring someone to do cold calling for you is vastly different where marketers should be storytellers not cold callers. So the fact is that we have to start telling interesting stories about the clients we represent. If we as marketers don't believe in our clients' businesses, well, then we shouldn't be working for them. 
at all under them or we, you know we should be working with companies that we believe in and i know there's a lot of um aspects to that because you know you work for a company they give you clients you've got to work on them if you're saying you don't want to work on them it's not going to end well for you so it's a problem that really is a discussion for the hierarchy and for marketers across the board but at Omega Digital, we, we believe in only working with clients that we believe in their story. And that might just sound like a sales source, you know, fluffy content. But if you really think about it, how can you promote a, co a company and get behind a company and tell stories about a company where you actually don't even believe in their product? In the back of your mind, you're thinking, how can anyone buy from them? And when I work with jewelers and they have, you know, 200 five-star reviews in Sydney and in Melbourne, you feel good about working with those clients because you know they're delivering on the customer's expectations. You know that they're delivering on the fact that they're having a wonderful experience with that business. So where my job comes in is how do I then tell or how do we convey the experience that they're going to have before they've had it? Because a lot of the time over the last decade is that we found that you know, it was very hard to convey the people, especially in jewelry. And I use jewelry because I've been working in an industry for 10, over 10 years. It's a very browsing nature. And I told the direct, the owners up front, like, you can get an engagement ring from anywhere. Let's not get too romantic about the rings that we're selling. Right? We should be getting romantic about the experiences we're giving our customers. That's what we need to be romantic about. That's what we need to get behind. That's the story we need to tell. And there's that's the big picture. And of course, there is an SEO strategy that really figures out what people are writing and producing blog content, producing videos. Video marketing is huge. I mean, any, I mean, any business now that believes they can get away, especially if you're a product base, but it doesn't matter. Any business that believes that they, any business that's serious about marketing has to get involved in videos or audio or at least some way to sort of, I mean, videos is probably the biggest, but a podcast can be huge as well. So, you know, producing episodes, I mean, if, like, like if you're a lawyer, like think about how many stories that a big law firm has. Obviously, they can have a podcast without running, um, running names and getting into privacy issues, but they still have stories where they can keep the characters confidential or give them, you know, false names, whatever, just to sort of tell interesting stories. When you, when you see a, a company that's that's doing episodes or you're doing a company that's telling stories and they're integrating their customers or they're integrating their clients into that, that is already a positive factor that someone who's from the outset looks in and says, you know, that's interesting. That's something that I want to experience. And I think that's the power of marketing. It's We're not cold callers. We're not trying to, just to close the deal on the first engagement. Now, I think the where SEO sort of shifted is that when I started an SEO over 12 years ago, people were driving Ferraris, but they were selling it as if they were driving a beat-up Datsun one, I don't even know anything about cars, 170Z or, or a beat-up old dumpy car, but even though they were driving a Ferrari. Now, the SEO is, and that comes across as in terms of the values of getting links to point to sites. When, now everyone understands the value of a link. So if they're driving a Ferrari, they're not going to sell it to you if they're driving 
a Toyota Corolla. They know they're driving a Ferrari. It's going to worth more. So where we, we, we where we've sort of helped at one of our clients uh, that's in the hospitality industry and event space is a lot of these sites have mentioned them, but they haven't linked to us. But because these, whether they're wedding planners, whether they're event um, organisers, whether they're just whatever, they've been somewhat connected with the business. And this is not even coming from the customers. These are the businesses that my client deals with to make, let's say, an event go ahead. So there's, you know, there's things down from water taxis, talking about these venue, uh, wedding planners, uh, corporate conference set, uh, people that want to, they've got to set up conferences and they want to host it at this at this space whatever it is they've had such a good experience with them that when i go and ask for a link i get it easy and that's where the when you've dealt with the the, the uh, with a business and with a brand how that flows on into seo a good business is fundamental to improving an seo campaign if you can't get the basic things right in terms of your business, it's going to be a very difficult SEO campaign. Leadership matters. And then once you have, once you've got the business, once you work with clients that have the business sort of down pat and they, 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 they're really talented entrepreneurs, they treat the customers right, then it's much easier for the marketers then to go out and tell stories about their brand and the experiences of our other customers or coming up with podcasts or video series or whatever it is, coming up with interesting stories to then promote that business. So in the MacArthur, how does that all happen in the MacArthur region? Well, it's sort of, that's discussions that I'm having with businesses in that area and getting people to start thinking about marketing on a deeper level, not just on a surface level, not just thinking about, oh, you know, I've got to rank these keywords. When I started 12 years ago, clients would tell us, these are the 10 keywords we want to rank for. And the problem with that is you would rank those keywords and even if they come first, and after about a year, clients will leave. But hang on, we just did what you asked us to do. The problem is they're not SEOs, they're not marketers, and they're guiding the marketing team in really intricate parts of the job where they're not really qualified to do that. And so it's like telling an engineer when he's building a bridge, you know, that pillar should go there rather than it should go there. It's like, who am I? I'm not, I'm not someone who can advise. Now, obviously, that's an extreme example. But when you're, doing, when you're actually implementing and researching and analyzing and, 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 and going down deep and coming up dry with key research, there are a lot of aspects you need to look into. You can't just simply go, well, that, you know, we're going to rank this keyword first because, you know, it's something that's better than we want to rank this above our competitors. But looking at the keyword, what intent does that keyword have? And then does your website solve that problem? So the, the more generic a keyword is, harder to understand a search's intent. So even if you rank for a keyword like if you're if you're if you're a jeweler and you rank for just jewelry, but really all you do is really engage in rings. Ranking for jewelry in that in that let's say ten thousand people that are searching that every month, Maybe only maybe a thousand or two thousand are searching for rings. So even when you spend all that time and effort, you get the other eight thousand, but then they come on the site, it's like, this is not what I want. I typed in jewelry, but they're thinking of bracelets in the back of their mind, but they still type jewelry. So, you know, understanding keywords, the context, does the client's goals actually, does the client's business actually, you know, match what the searcher intent is? Google's really massive on that. And I think we need to do, we need to do, 
um, more podcasts around, you know, what, what is actually Google looking for? So, you know, if someone types in, how do I clean a diamond ring? You know their search intent. You know what they're after. But when they're typing in engagement rings, are they looking to buy an engagement ring? Are they looking to browse for an engagement ring? Do they have questions about engagement rings? And that's why the page must speak to them on whatever level they're in. But the more generic that keyword is, a lot more. it's a lot difficult as marketers to go, okay, if someone types in jewellery and they land on the website, where do they go from here? Like, So it can be, look, you can have big boxes with titles and, 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 and pointing to you want bracelets, blah, 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 blah. But if you don't actually, if you're a business that doesn't in, encompass all of jewellery and everything that it has to offer, then it's very difficult. And then even if you do, you really have to have a really solid design. So the takeaways for for any business, whether it's in MacArthur, Parramatta, Australia, whatever, is to think about what stories can I produce? How's my experiences with my customers? What are their problems? What are they searching for on Google? Is this something that I can actually produce? Think about the, the customer first. And that's why I've always enjoyed listening to other marketers when they talk about being the student of the consumer. I think as marketers, that's what we are. And then translating that into our clients' businesses. So remember, you know, informing them and teaching them and coaching them and getting them to think around the point that in our marketing strategy, it's all about the client and the customer. What did they want? And does our website then service it? And then how does that translate for SEO? Make sure we're producing content that's going to deliver on their expected experience at the very least if not more and then if, what does that translate for social media engagements what, are, what you know if if you're going to run an ad around engagement rings what problems do your you know run maybe you have to run separate facebook campaigns so you might you might have a facebook campaign on the experience you're having with this brand so if you if you come and you sit down with the jeweler you have a really good experience we make sure that you know, you get what you want and, you know, show video clips of couples walking in and what experience that they're going to have so they can go, wow, I want that experience. Maybe you, you might want to have a more, a more educational, informative, you know, why should you get 18 carat over 9 carat and things like that. So running different campaigns to reach different uh, people to engage with different things so you know exactly where they are. But in terms of Google, we can see exactly what people are searching for. So the more specific you get, the more... You, better experience that you have, uh, better opportunity to create a better experience. So as a business, think about videos, think about audio, think about podcasts, think about how can your business then reach people and what what matters to your customers and clients, whether you're a cleaner, whether you're a lawyer, your customers have questions. And so for SEO, that's one of my fun, that's one of my most, I don't know if this is a word, funnest, I don't think that is a word most enjoyable components is really working out what people are searching for and producing that content. And then the producing content is already a difficult enough job. I mean, that could be a podcast series for months. Um, but that's that's sort of the, the, the takeaway. The takeaway for you today for listening for 20 minutes is create interesting stories, focus on the consumer, then focus on user experience and then try to be specific as you possibly can. If you're doing, if you're implementing SEO, think about sort of 
really specific keywords and then try to ask an SEO or someone to help you determine is there any search volume. One of the best ways to do that is probably use Google AdWords and figuring out how many impressions there are around different keywords. But that can be expensive and it's a bit convoluted. But Google has two sections. People also ask and you can see the questions that people are putting in. So you type in, let's say you're a plumber. I'm going to do it on like my end now. So let's say plumbing emergency how-to. Like literally I'm doing this off the off the cuff, right? So how long does an, an emergency plumber take? How much does an emergency plumber cost? What is an emergency plumber? How much does a plumber cost on a Sunday? These are questions that you know people are asking for on Google. Google's telling you people also ask. So producing content around that makes sense. So you've got to work out how do I generate that uh, particular box for your around your service of the products. If you've got any questions, email andrew at amigadigital.com.au and I can send you over some questions around what your customers are searching for. If you're a MacArthur, let's catch up for coffee, amigadigital.com.au and let's... Let's help you win the game, digital marketing. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.